When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fires it late for Kelsey, who dodged! Touchdown! Eckler, out of the backfield, five to the end zone, touchdown! Chargers! On to the next one, on to the next one, boy! Mahomes to Kelsey at the 10-5, touchdown! In the biggest AFC West game in five years! I'm a die-off, you get sorry, too passionate, you get sorry. Welcome to NFL Live, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Week two is here. What a way to start it off at Arrowhead Stadium, Chargers versus Chiefs, right there in Kansas City. The last time these two teams clashed, you know, December 16th in L.A., you saw it there. The Chiefs got past the Chargers in overtime. Two of the biggest young stars in the game at the QB spot, Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. Dan's got the snaps going, and I'm sure you love that, Key. Uh, you know what? Tons of talent on both of these defenses too. Marcus Spears is singing. We'll be on this game throughout the day. And you got Swagoo. You got Adam Schefter. Adam, you want to get some snaps going? Keyshawn Johnson here as well. Oh, there we go. We're vibing. You know how they go on, Jeff. Just let it breathe a little bit. Let's see how many times we can snap. All right, let's welcome in Michelle Steele and get to business here. Actually, swag, keep dancing. Just kidding. Uh, Michelle's out in Kansas City. You spent this week, Michelle, with the Chiefs. What are some of the new weapons on this offense saying about how they've been able to pick up where they left off, even without Tyreek Hill? Yeah, totally. It's been one of the big offseason stories, right? No Tyreek Hill, no Byron Pringle, no Demarcus Robinson. Well, you know what? No problem because Patrick Mahomes have been has been able to connect with nine different teammates against the Arizona Cardinals last week, week one. Now, I should tell you that one of those new faces on this offense, wide receiver Marquez Valdez Scantling talked a little bit about that, and he told me, quote, before it was kind of one-dimensional with a couple of guys that Patrick played with in the past. Now he's able to go out and spread the ball around. Now, obviously, it helps that you've got one of the most imaginative play callers in the National Football League in Andy Reid, and I should mention that Andy Reid spent time at training camp preparing for this game, so we're about to see some stuff uh, tonight. Another really cool story that I heard from another new face on this offense running back Isaiah Pacheco he's a rookie right drafted him in the seventh round after his first career touchdown last week it was none other than Patrick Mahomes who made sure to track down that football and get it to Pacheco as a keepsake he told me quote for me right there that's my guy I'll do whatever I gotta do block for him play for him he's my brother I love the guy that's leadership. So a couple different stories there, Laura, right on and off the field about how Mahomes has been able to gel with this offense and pick up right where they left off. Yeah, Michelle, he's the heartbeat of that team, the heartbeat of that franchise. Thanks to you as we're just about four hours away from kickoff of week two. And Dan, you know, we heard all this talk in the offseason. Tyreek Hill trying to say that two is better than Mahomes. Now MVS is like, man, <laughs> we don't need Tyreek. What do you make of what Valdez Scantling said to Michelle? Well, I agree with it because it's formation 
some diversity now. And that's, I really believe this. I, I thought they would be more difficult to plan for. I think they're more difficult to play against now after watching week one because it allows them to do exactly what they want to do with Andy Reid. This is formation diversity where Patrick now gets to the line of scrimmage and the defense is really telling him where to throw the football to. You know, Key, I feel like in the past it's been we start this play with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and then you move on to somebody else. So what happens if the defense is telling me something different? And that's truly what Andy Reid wants to be. Bunch of formation diversity and allow Patrick Mahomes to determine who's the best matchup pre-snap. And Eric, the enemy. That's for you. All right. Well, all eyes are going to be on the quarterbacks tonight. Don't overlook the battle in the trenches, you guys, especially when it comes to Kansas City's offense against Los Angeles' defense. Since week eight last season, arguably no offensive line has played better than the Chiefs, mm. who rank first in both pass block win rate and run block win rate over that time span. They'll be tested tonight, though. The Chargers' new-look pass rush recorded six sacks in week one. That's third most in the NFL. So that O-line paired with Mahomes is a scary thought. Key, how did the Chargers try and slow them down. Well, I think you you have to first of all you have to disrupt the wide receivers at the line of scrimmage. Okay, especially in man-to-man -man situations, you get up in their face, you you make Patrick Mahomes pull the ball down. In order for them to do that, you also have to deploy Derwin James on Travis Kelsey. So mm. you take him away and you say, okay, we're gonna take you out. Hmm. Now you make a decision what you want to do. And when you look at Derwin James versus Travis Kelsey in his time playing against him, 29 snaps, he was targeted three to four, only eight receiving wow. yards. So he's had success against Travis Kelsey. Now this is a different, like Dan said, this is a different little situation in terms of the personnel groupings and the things that they want to do. I like the fact that if they decide that they want to go man-to-man -man or they want to mix up coverages and go zone, make Patrick Mahomes pull the ball down, hold it a couple seconds longer so that you got guys like Bosa and Khalil Mack that can get to the quarterback. Without that, if you allow him just to sit back there and put that thing to sleep and put it in the air, they're going to lose going away. Oh, goodness. Listen, Key, you, you, brought, you mentioned it. Bosa and Khalil Mack, Jerry Tillery, and also Sebastian Joseph Day. This pass rush, y'all, I'm going back in the vault. It's got to be like a basketball game because the one thing we got so enamored with Patrick Mahomes against the Arizona Cardinals is his ability to throw. And we almost forget how he can extend plays and improvise and use his legs to extend plays too. The, it, look, we know who the superstars are on this defensive line, but these superstars and Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa have to go a long way in helping their other guys understand how they want, how they want to rush. The communication has to be at a premium up front. These are those type of games where if you can get home or if you can get Patrick Mahomes off his spot with a four-man rush and you can defend the run with a seven or a six-man box, you have a chance in this game. The moment you have to start adding guys, the moment Brandon Staley has to start adding guys in the rush because he, if, if he's forced to, that's when you turn to trouble with Patrick Mahomes. You want to blitz when you want to, and get the run stop and take care of the pass with a four and a seven man box. I'd be I'd be willing to bet that they will blitz less than three times tonight. The, the, the Los Angeles Chargers. Last week I said I'm that it was the you. best schematic game plan Brandon Staley's ever done at Chargers when they played the Raiders. I really believe it's going to be too high shell. Vic Fangio mug everything underneath with yeah. tight coverage, match it all up. 
That's when Kansas City's run game is going to come into play this year in comparison, comparison to the years past. And it's really like when they put their multiple tight ends on the field. They're 12 personnel, one back, two tight ends. We saw it a little bit last week in the way that they're using their tight ends as pullers. Watch those guys be added. You're creating such great angles when you pull those tight ends. CEH doing a really good job with this vision. If the Chargers are going to do what I would expect them to do, which is that Vic Fangio shell coverage you are going to see Pacheco and CEH get a heavy dose in their 12 personnel run game their gap scheme where they're driving people down and using a little bit of the violence of their offensive line and pulling people behind it in my opinion that's the difference between this Chiefs offense this year one game hmm. and in the past is they're willing and able to do it okay another top story tonight revolves around Keenan Allen for the Chargers we got to go Marcus sorry all right so Keenan Allen was officially ruled out of this game with a hamstring injury he suffered in week one got to think this intensifies the workload on Mike Williams and Josh Palmer who combined for just five catches on 15 yards last week let's get ESPN Chargers reporter Lindsay Therian here from Kansas City Lindsay we know Allen is out so the attention now turns to cornerback JC Jackson who's been listed as questionable with an ankle injury. What do we know about his status tonight? Laura Chargers coach Brandon Staley told me before they left for Kansas City that Jackson would be a game time decision and a source confirmed just a few minutes ago that that remains the case. Jackson of course underwent ankle surgery two to three excuse me on August 23rd. He was given a two to four week timetable for his return. That is now been about three weeks ago. Now in just about an hour that Jackson is expected to go through a pregame workout. They'll test how well he can change directions, see how that ankle feels, and see where his conditioning is at. Now, Staley said that he's about a 50-50 chance to play tonight, though he did add that Jackson's workout pregame last week looked really good, so there's a lot of hope that tonight he'll be able to go. Laura. Yeah, Lindsay, that's a good sign. And by the way, if you're wondering how important he is, since the start of the 2020 season, no player has recorded more interceptions and passes defended than J.C. Jackson in the okay, NFL. Okay, buddy with the stat. Thanks to Lindsay for all that. Yeah, this is actually buggy with the stat. All right, let's check in on some injuries. Some of the biggest stories from around the league as Adam Schefter joins us now. Adam, what do we know, starting with George Kittle out in San Francisco? He didn't practice again yesterday, which is not a good sign. For the 49ers, will be playing their home opener on Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks. Kittle has been dealing with that groin injury that prevented him from playing last week in the regular season opener. He's missed the last four practices. Not an encouraging sign as San Francisco gets ready to open its season this Sunday. Meanwhile, the Lions running back DeAndre Swift did not practice again today due to the ankle injury that he sustained earlier in the game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, DeAndre Swift told reporters that he does plan to play on Sunday even though he has not practiced the last two days. Detroit certainly could use him on Sunday in a game that's finally favored to win. Swift says he'll go, but he has not practiced yet this week. And the Pittsburgh Steelers officially placed T.J. Watt, their pass rushing force, on injured reserve today, meaning he's out at least four games. Could possibly be a little bit more with that torn peck, but T.J. Watt officially on IR. And a couple of other moves, the Seattle Seahawks, officially put their Pro Bowl safety Jamal Adams on injury reserve. He's not expected to play again this season due to that quad injury, Laura. Yeah, that was a bummer when we saw that come out today. Thanks to Adam Moore from you coming throughout the show. New on NFL Live from Ed Werder as Dak Prescott made an appearance at Cowboys practice for the first time since his thumb surgery on the throwing hand this week. You see him right there. Cooper Rush set to start for Dallas on Sunday against the Bengals. We'll see how that one goes. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? 
When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, let's get to the Saints. Jameis Winston, you see him right there, led the Saints to their largest fourth quarter comeback in franchise history on Sunday, throwing both of his touchdowns to Michael Thomas in the fourth quarter. Thomas's three tight window receptions, including both of his touchdowns, were the most of any player in week one. Hey, that guy's still really good. Dana Key, what'd you see from Winston in that Saints pass game on Sunday? I would tell you that the reason why that the Saints won this game in comeback fashion was Jarvis Landry, but also the reemergence of Michael Thomas as a red zone threat. I want to go to a throw that Jameis makes to Jarvis Landry in the slot. His trust and seeing it the same way was a big deal, Key. Big thing for me is understanding the ball's going to get snapped right around the 35-yard line, okay? So when I'm throwing this seam ball to Jarvis Landry, my big deal is getting the ball completed right around 20 yards down the field. This is a great job of Jameis getting that ball out on time because, Keyshawn, you know this. These defenders were going to spin back into cover three, and I got that void that I can go take advantage of. Now, we're going to get into a receiver iso right here, and I really want you to teach everybody the, the finer points of what Jarvis Landry does. The great thing about it is he threatens him vertically. Now, all of a sudden, he's peaking. As soon as you pass the defender, the nickel guy, yeah. you need to be looking back to let the quarterback know that I'm ready for the football. Slightly throttle down as you roll into it. If it's covered two, yep. that now changes a little bit yeah. because now you're threatening the safety. Okay. This is totally different, but here's now, what I would say again, you this, You're saying throttle down and, and kind of bleed it in. Why? Bleed it in. Because, you first of all, you want to give the quarterback a friendly target. You don't want to rush in there because if you rush in there, you rush to throw. Once you pass this defender, just leak inside slowly. Okay. But here's what I would say, yes. Dan. Rewind that a little bit for me. Yeah. Now, I'm going to give a little nepotism credit. If <laughs> Michael Thomas is not hauling right here to freeze this corner as he gets ready to make the stop route, 
All that corner is going to do is fold in, and it'll be an interception. Okay. That's what you got to be scared of with receivers on the outside that don't know what they're doing. So, this is a great job of Michael Thomas pushing vertical. Jarvis getting past that nickel defender, bleeding in to make sure that that corner who's playing that cover three overlap. Kind of looking for something in that window where he can hold in between Michael Thomas and Jarvis. Beautiful job. Now, let's go down to this red zone touchdown by the nepotism yourself, Michael Thomas. Bottom of the screen, the goal line fade. Now, we don't love goal line fades unless you got a guy that you say, my guy's better than your guy's. Walk me through this off the line of scrimmage right now with Michael Thomas versus a really good corner in A.J. Terrell. Well, the first thing he did at A.J. Terrell is he froze him and got him to open up his hip just slightly. Now he's going to push vertical. As you can see, Dan, he gets him to kind of – now he pushes vertical. See what Jarvis did? See what yeah. Mikey did? I'm yeah. ready for the football. Can oh, I have oh, a football, so You're please? telling me – him looking back to nonverbal communication. And that's that's something that we're talking about during the week. Hey, down to this goal line fade, when I win, when I peak back, that's when I want you that's to give me the many, throw. many reps at practice, uh, outside of practice, things of that nature. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think right now he's expecting that ball to be over the top to the back pylon like we know? No, he's expecting the whirly bird and come right here. Bam. You, you're saying that he expects oh, he that pin there throw right there. Of course. Beautiful I job. Mean, when you know this position, the way that he stutter step and he's looking back, he's not expecting it over the top because if he's expecting it over the top, his head and eyes would be here, Dan. Okay. He's expecting exactly what Jameis Putty, where he could just kind of take this, take his foot, yeah, yeah. plant it in the ground, and then turn out of it and catch it with his hands. I mean, that's a thing of beauty. That's a that's a 2,000 reps in practice. And that's the only reason why the goal line fade actually could be a viable option is if you've got the cat that can do it. We had one with us that long time ago, probably did it a couple times. Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas have been a great addition to that passing game in New Orleans. The old whirly bird. Yeah, a little whirly bird. New one for me. Okay, Marcus, uh, so you heard all that. Uh, how do you expect the Bucks defense yeah. to try to stop this passing attack that the Saints are bringing to the table? Yeah, I love what Key and Dan just showed because it's difficult. And if you leave guys by themselves too long, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, and I believe Chris Olave with the ability to run routes like he does will win. So this is going to be about Todd Bowles staying true to who he is and putting pressure on these cornerbacks to play man-to-man -man just long enough in order for some of his pressure packages to get home. I expect to see Devin White on the interior of this offensive line try to get there. Levante David, you may bring some nickel blitzes off the edge to try to make Jameis get the ball out of his hands. Todd Bowles saw last week that now the New Orleans Saints are back with winners on the outside. So that means I'm covered, but I still can win in any situation. Now it's about pressuring the quarterback and making him make quick, rash decisions and maybe throwing him into some problems. And, and that's going to all be on Jameis Winston and Todd Bowles' uh, pressure package. Maybe. All right, so both of these teams, 1-0, this game at 1 p.m., an early one on Sunday. So the question now, though, is how many Bucks are actually going to be healthy for this one? This was the <laughs> Buccaneers injury report yesterday. Tom Brady missing practice, as you see right there. For the rest, might not be concerning, but their top five receivers – lead running back and starting offensive tackles all in the report definitely makes you wonder a little bit. So Adam, what's the latest today on the Bucks injuries? Well, Laura, the injury report today is actually worse than it oh, was no. yesterday. 
Mike Evans was downgraded to not practicing at all today. No practice again for Julio Jones. No practice for Chris Godwin, who's not going to be able to play on Sunday. Russell Gage was back as a limited participant. And Tom Brady was also back, but with no other wide receivers, he may just be throwing to himself on Sunday when they played the Saints. We'll see how that works out. But you see all the Buccaneers injuries there. They're shorthanded at wide receiver going into New Orleans on Sunday. But the Saints have their own little injury issue. Alvin Kamara did not practice today as well for the Saints. Their running back held out today. I will tell you this, Adam. I mentioned that to Key earlier, and he said he wasn't worried about Kamara. So we'll see what Key knows. We'll see who's inside knowledge. I'll never tell you anything else. <laughs> uh oh. That's my only piece of info ever from Insider Key. I'm done. Okay, last we got more two, to get last, to. Last piece yeah, of info exactly. Too. That, that was coming. It. <laughs> Sorry, Key. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Man, I love the NFL. It's so cool how these guys had talk. Those conversations. Oh, oh, Dan, did you key? It's not about me, though. Oh, hey, you know this what? Is the one time. Hey, you know what? Look, look, Best guy in the studio today, it's, Dan. It's the one time that we never want to talk about me. That's the one. Time. Yeah, wow, you're so humble in your old age. Yeah, All right, yeah, time to see who's going to stay on trend. <laughs> this is where I'm going to give you each a stat. You tell us if the player continues to trend in that direction. Let's stay with Justin Jefferson here. On Sunday, he averaged 4.3 yards of separation on his targets, the highest mark in any game of his career, with at least five targets. Key, do you expect him to continue to get that kind of separation this week? Absolutely not. The Philadelphia Eagles aren't going to let him just run all over the field. Look at that. He's out there by himself as a lone ranger. I don't see it happening. Nope. If that was the case, especially the entire season, dude, that by like 10,000 yards. Well, listen, we'll see what happens Might. by the end of the season. You never know. Uh, Urban be happy. Lone Ranger. Okay, next up, let's go to Philly, where Jalen Hurts was excelling from inside the pocket, posting a 79 QBR, the fourth highest mark of any quarterback in week one. And that's a stark difference from last season, where Hurts posted a QBR of just 45 from inside the pocket, ranking 25th in the league. Dan, you expect Hurts to continue to play at that level from inside the pocket. If teams are going to continue to play man against A.J. Brown, like the Lions, it absolutely. A.J. Brown and man coverage last week from inside the pocket from Jalen Hurts. Six catches, 115 yards. He was five for five downfield for uh, uh, X amount of yards in, in perfect situations to A.J. Brown. And then 
in, in man coverage, Jalen continued to use his legs. I totally butchered that. Jalen continued to use his legs in scrambling situations, ran eight times for 60 yards, including four first downs. So I think the challenge for defenses, and starting with Minnesota this week, is can you and do you want to play man coverage versus the Eagles with A.J. Brown? And then Jalen using his legs. Nice recovery, Dan. It's because I said you were the best in the studio. <laughs> we finish in <laughs> Buffalo <laughs> talking about our Monday night doubleheader with an offense that teams are having a really hard time getting off the field against. Now, to Buffalo, the Bills have punted just four times in their last six games, including the playoffs going back to last season. That's more games without punting than any other team in the NFL since the start of last season. Marcus, you expect to see punter Sam Martin out on the field Monday night? Yes, I do. And if I don't see him, I'm changing my pick to the Bills winning the Super Bowl. But I believe Jeffrey Ooh. Simmons and obviously Bud Dupree, Dupree and Danico Autry, I think this defensive line will be able to get them off, may get them in a couple of negative plays early in downs on first and second down Ooh. and make it a third long situation where they can get off the field. It's a tall task to get Josh Allen in this offense removed, but I think the Tennessee Titans defensive line is good enough to create something negative in order to make this team punt once Guys, or twice. Only two teams have punted less than the Bills since the start of last season. They happen to be the two teams playing tonight, the Chiefs and the Chargers. And on that note, just <laughs> three hours and some change to kick off in Kansas City between those Chiefs and Chargers. Kansas City now a four-point home favorites in this one. So, so much to get to on the injury front tonight. Let's get Adam Schefter back in here. Adam, what do we need to know? Let's start with Chargers wideout Keenan Allen. Well, Lord, we saw him ruled out yesterday, so no Keenan Allen tonight as he continues to nurse that hamstring injury and he'll obviously have some extra time here to try to be ready for next week's game, but he will not be able to go tonight, which means there should be a lot of targets for Mike Williams, for Josh Palmer, for DeAndre Carter, and all the weapons that Justin Herbert will be throwing to tonight, but no Keenan Allen. Meanwhile, the Chargers cornerback J.C. Jackson was intimating on Instagram today that he should be ready to go. And I got a text a short time ago that it's likely that he's going to be up tonight and make Ooh. his Chargers debut. And so we'll see how he feels in pregame warmups. But the sense I get this afternoon is that J.C. Jackson will be playing tonight for the Chargers. And meanwhile, a short time ago, the Chiefs signed Matt Amendola off their practice squad to replace Harrison Bucker, who hurt his ankle last week on this kickoff against Arizona. And so the Chiefs, without Bucker, now will turn to the former Jets kicker, Matt Amendola. He is expected to be Kansas City's kicker tonight against the Chargers. We expect a close game. The kicking situation extremely important. But what do you guys think about Adams reporting there that maybe J.C. Jackson does make his debut after all for the Chargers? I wonder tonight. if uh, Keyshawn is the one who sent him the text with all the insider information. Yeah. No, insider no. That would, be, that would be a big deal because it adds just another coverage person to a unit that's going to be challenged with all the different pieces mm. that Kansas City can throw at them. You know, it'll be interesting to see him tonight, and, and, and I'm a little skeptical of any defensive back that leaves the New England Patriots at corner and Bill Belichick and goes to another team. Mm. Because for whatever reason, they have major success in New England. When they go somewhere else at the corner spot, doesn't always – coaches don't know what to do with them. So I, okay. I'm, I'll be interested to see that. And I know he's injured a little bit, but – I'm going to watch that closely. Yeah, see if the scheme fits. Okay, big game tonight. Let's get a FanDuel same-game parlay from Dan Orlovsky. Dan, let's go through it. Over under 250 pass yards for Justin Herbert tonight. I got to go over because I think Ooh. this is going to be a phenomenal football game. I think it's going to be a very much so contested football game. 
And that leads me to believe that the Chargers are going to put the game certainly near the end of it or put the ball in his hands and say, hey, go lead us to victory. I know that there is no Keenan Allen. Mike Williams is still very good. Gerald Everett came over very good. Eckler, Deion, like there's still good pieces on this offense. I say over 250. Over under 60 yards on the ground for Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I'm going to say under. Number one, because Pacheco, their rookie running back, still a viable ball carrier for them and hits the hole really well. But I do believe that CEH is going to be an important part of their pass game. Andy Reid loves to put screen games into these situations. Short week, how prepared are you to see this as a defense? He's still going to have an integral part of their offense, but I say under 60 yards on the ground for CEH. Does Travis Kelsey score a touchdown tonight? Yep. Water is wet. <laughs> He's going to be breathing. So I would imagine that you know, Andy Reid's going to find different ways to get him the ball specifically down in the red zone to try to create some matchups, whether he's away from formations or in the heart of it. He's just too good of a player. I know he's going to be matched up against Derwin James a bunch. I still believe that he's talented enough. He'll find the end zone. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This new one, NFL Live from Jordan Renan. Kayvon Thibodeau says he feels really confident in playing Sunday. Thibodeau says he's optimistic but still has some work to do before getting cleared. He remains day-to-day after participating in a limited capacity Thursday. Would love to see him out there. One of the most exciting young players in the game. Time for Dan Wagon. Dan, giddy up. Come on, yeehaw. You got to get a Dan Wagon in. But you mean what I mean, Josh Allen, welcome to the Dan Wagon. Matthew Stafford's on the freaking Dan Wagon. Jonathan Taylor. Javante Williams. Najee Harris on the Woo! Dan Wagon. Did anyone notice those weird things Dan was doing with that pony? It's so bizarre. I saw it. I think that's an exaggerated take with all due respect, Dan. Mr. Swagoo putting a defensive guy on. Yes! Here's Aww. the mistletoe. This is a pretend mistletoe. Are you guys going to kiss? Mm. Let's try to find guys who are playing really well and put them on. Our producer, Mark Eisman, calls it the dumbest segment that we do. Yeehaw! <laughs> All right, some shows have a bandwagon, and we have a Dan Wagon. So who gets the honor this week, Dan? So everyone knows no horses were hurt at home. It's literally oh it's plastic, goodness. guys, so don't trip about it. No one's neck was broke. Yep. I am going to go to Washington and put Washington Commanders. I'm not even going to call him like a receiver. He's a flex guy, essentially. Playmaker Curtis Samuel. Woo! Came out to start the season, finally healthy for their offense. 12 touches on Sunday. That is a career high. Six of those touches went for first downs. That tied Cooper Cup. 
That was also a career high for Curtis Samuel. He had 50 yards after the catch. I think he's become a very important part to this offense that has Terry McLaurin and has Jahan Dotson. But the way that their offensive coordinator, Scott Turner, used him, both in motions, formations, eight catches, four carries, if that continues to be a big part of their offense, we're going to watch him not be used in the same way as Debo Samuel, but certainly have the same type of impact for Washington's offense that's got a ton of speed. Curtis Samuel, welcome to the Dan Wagon, bub. Let's go. By the way, we're going to be keeping track of everybody who gets the honor of being on the Dan Wagon. Give me that horse. Oh, my goodness. What are you doing? But the horse is riding horse back on you. Okay, there we go. The Listen. horse is getting a piggyback ride. <laughs> Stop. We're mixing One up time. All right, let's go to Sunday. Both the Cardinals and Raiders will be looking to bounce back after losing in week one with both quarterbacks having uncharacteristic performances. Kyler Murray struggled stretching the field, completing just 25% of his passes, 10-plus yards downfield, the worst of any quarterback in week one. As for Derek Carr, he threw a career-high three interceptions and was sacked five times in the Raiders' loss to the Chargers. ESPN's football power index favors the silver and black in week two, giving the Raiders a 63% chance to win. So, Dan, let's first start with the struggles in Arizona on offense. What needs to change this week when you think about how this team can look a little better, a little more characteristic to what we expect out of Kyler? Have a better and more consistent plan for pressure. Last week, 3 for 10 for Kyler Murray against pressure. That's worse than any game last year. But it's not just Kyler. It's everybody in their offense, their offensive line, the backs. Everybody needs to have a better understanding of when pressure is going to come and how to handle it. But it can't just happen once a game. This should be interception. Then Kyler, you know, I want you to be better in the pocket. Have the mindset of moving in the pocket or realizing you're hot rather than constantly thinking you have to leave the pocket and then realize that Hollywood Brown is more than just a deep threat. He's a guy that can run the full route tree like this shake route that Keyshawn knows here. You could give him the stops, the slants, the deep wraps. There's a um, he, there's a theory that he's just this take the top off the coverage vertical threat guy. Without DeAndre Hopkins and potentially Rondale Moore, Rondale Moore, they need to realize he can do everything in their offense and they need to feature that a little bit more than they did a week one. Yeah, he's pigeonholed though in his career. He will only be a deep threat deep guy, guy right? because that's what that's like you said that's Why their mindset that, though that's just coaches because he's fast because he's fast and he's small and and they don't want to put him in harm's way but when you look at the situation there's no real plan after DeAndre Hopkins in my opinion I agree with the coaching staff they haven't figured out how to live without DeAndre Hopkins that's why they went out and got him so when you look at last you go back to last year when D-Hop uh, hurt his hamstring there was no plan right they faltered at the, the, the end of the season it was just like where what are you doing offensively? You're supposed to be an offensive-minded coach that's putting these guys in the right position. And you go and you fast-forward or you rewind back to last week. Same sort of situation. And Dan spoke about this just now, Hollywood Brown. You brought him here to put the football in his hands. Okay, what did the Raiders do? They decided they're going to go out and they're going to get Adams and they're going to put right. the football in his hands. Sure. That's what you have to do. A.J. Brown, Philadelphia Eagles, they went out and got him. They put the football in his hands. Yeah. And they need to come up with a plan to be able to do that for Hollywood Brown minus DeAndre I Hopkins. Agree. Yeah. yeah, and by the way, they're going to be without DeAndre Hopkins for a while, so they need to get that fixed quick. Marcus, take us to the defense for a minute for the Cardinals. They struggled against Kansas City last week, giving up 44 points. What bothered you about their performance? Yeah, I think in the midst of us looking at Patrick Mahomes and the success that he had, we didn't focus on what Vance mm. Joseph and that side of the ball was doing wrong. They put Isaiah Simmons in some terrible situations against some of the better pass catchers 
and route runners on that football team and it allowed them to not only spread the ball around but put them in a terrible situation. You see here one on one with Travis Kelsey. I know Isaiah Simmons is athletic. He can run. But this is not a great situation with this much field and this quarterback to put this guy in man to man. You see it just you see him just getting work throughout the game as I'm watching the film and I'm asking myself. All right. The first quarter it happened. Second quarter it happened. Vance Joseph when are you going to do something. Because the frustration with your player becomes it permeates through the rest of the defense. And, and now you're in a situation, if you're the Arizona Cardinals, where what Dan and Key just talked about, you're struggling offensively. You got one of your better players frustrated on that side of the ball. You, don't, you can't stop anything that Patrick Mahomes is doing. So this coaching staff for the Arizona Cardinals need to tighten up. This is more than the first time we've had this conversation about this team looking unprepared. You came out of training camp. You knew damn well you was playing the Kansas City Chiefs the first first game of the season, and you come out and make no adjustments throughout the course of the game. So on Cliff Kingsbury's side and on Vance Joseph's side, they need to figure out how they want to approach this season. It's no longer no excuses about not having DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. Watt got hurt. If you're going to be a good football team, if you're going to extend the head coach and the general manager and the quarterback, you better start winning some damn games. Yeah, you know, we'll go quick. I got something. I'm just shocked by that stat at the bottom of the screen that he was in coverage. Isaiah Simmons, 32 of 57 snaps. Yeah, bro. Yeah, good point, bro. bro. Like, no chance. Hey, uh, so, Key, you mentioned this. If if we talk about the Raiders offense a little bit, you mentioned that they did try to target Devontae Adams a lot, 17 times, in fact. Here's the thing about it. Derek Carr didn't look great doing that, right? He threw three picks. Is there something to when you're the star receiver that's brought in and you've got to be targeted, they got to use him? Absolutely. Right. I'm not going to say no. But, but look, at the, <laughs> look, look at the other teams, though. Man. Think about you did. But look at this. Josh Allen wasn't Josh Allen until they got Stephon Diggs. You don't think they're trying to give him the football? Real talk. You see what Miami did with Tyreek Hill. They're trying to get him the football. Okay, I can go on and on, A.J. Brown, whatever. You have to put the football in your playmaker's hands. Now, look. Derek Carr would like to have some throws back, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But they're doing the right thing. Now they can move on and start implementing everybody else into the lineup. On top of that, Darren Waller was coming off an injury. He had been out for a while. I think think you'll see a different offense this time around. But, of course, Laura, are you crazy? I asked the wrong person. Yes. Give him the damn ball. (laughs) This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
Justin Herbert has been one of the league's best quarterbacks under pressure, but that doesn't necessarily mean you shouldn't blitz him. In fact, against standard pass rushes, Herbert leads the entire NFL in QBR, touchdown passes, and tight window completions. Pretty much, if there's a hole in the defense, he's going to find it. The Chiefs aren't likely to sit back in coverage against Herbert, though, as they have the eighth highest blitz percentage in the league over that span. So that's the good news. The bad, Herbert's going to be without Keenan Allen, who's out tonight with a hamstring injury. Key, what does that do to this Chargers offense? I think it takes it, in my opinion, from a 10 to a 4 because Ooh. the passing game goes through Keenan Allen. Yeah. Justin Herbert relies on it. Why are you looking like that, Dan? No, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't naturally like disagree, but that's a big drop. Big it's drop. a huge drop because when you think about it, what are the routes that Mike Williams, let's assume Mike Williams goes in chunks. to that number one row. Yeah. Those are chunks, 50-50 plays, yeah. red zone plays. And like I said before, you've got to get in the red zone from the 20 to the 20. They've got to be able to get down the field. Mike Williams isn't running an 18-yard curl. Mike Williams isn't running a 16, 17-yard dig route. Those are not the things that he's doing and he does well. He's a big target, long, tall, drink of water, and Justin Herbert knows that. And in, in the end, you've got to be able to move the sticks. And I don't know that Mike Williams can do that moving into the number one role. It's a totally different situation. Why are you laughing, Laura? Oh, because uh, our producer Mark just said in my ear, can he run a whirly bird? <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> we'll he go can. Go back to the earlier part of the show. Go but ahead, that's Marcus. why I got him from a 10 to a 4. Mm, Marcus. Yeah, that's why Austin Eckler has to be, if not the MVP of this game, outside of Justin Herbert. It, it, that's who it needs to be. I'm talking run game, extended handoff, screen game. Try to figure out ways to get him the ball in space. He's phenomenal after catch. Like, you look at the – here we go. We on that yak now. Ooh. He's 648, right? Most yak among running backs in the league, okay, since 2021. And when you look at Austin Eckler, you think about this game – against the Las Vegas Raiders. I think they got away from the run game a little too fast. The opening drive of this football game, this is the run that he popped right here. Everything on the perimeter, every, have some misdirection coming back. He's short, he's physical, he's compact, and he runs the ball really, really well when you get favorable boxes because of his shiftiness. But you also gotta get him the ball in screens. You also have to get him the ball on quick swing passes. When Spags hits those blitz. Austin Eckler is the player that's going to have to make Steve Spagnola and this defense uh, pay when they bring pressure, and I absolutely believe he can. Well, they got away from the run because they stunk at it last week, and that's my concern with this football team going into this season and then coming off of week one when they tried to run the football in relatively easier situations, third and one, third and two, they were bad. Marcus, they averaged 2.5 yards per carry week one. That was 32nd in the NFL. We got 32 teams in the league, champ. They, they, they are struggling at least through week one. They did it last year, struggling to run the football. So I get your point. Like, this has got to be an Austin Eckler game. But I can totally tell you this. If Spags is going to be who Spags is, which means here comes man coverage and here comes pressure, without McDuffie in, one of those corners playing man coverage is going to be a rookie. I don't. I disagree with you. It doesn't have to be Austin Eckler. This is a well, Chuck well, and Duck football well, game. 
But you, but you also you also take a picture of last week. I'm not basing this just on the Los Angeles Chargers playing the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm basing this on the Kansas City Chiefs giving up some runs against the Arizona Cardinals. You need to figure out a way to be able to get that done to keep them honest. I guarantee you this. If it becomes a passing game and you allow Steve Spagnola to get two or three three and outs, we could Katie bar the door and shut this whole thing down before the damn second half starts. Mm. Okay. Hey, by the way, uh, the Chiefs have won 13 of the last 16 against the Chargers, but the Chargers have won two of the last three. So let's get some game picks now, starting with you, Marcus. Who are you taking? Come on, fella. The Chargers. I'm taking the Los Angeles Chargers because they're going to get Austin Eckler the football yeah, in a lot of situations, yeah, and they will run the football. Justin Herbert is going to have to use his legs as well. That's the one knock that I have on this football team is that they don't have him use that athleticism at times with some design runs or some creative rollouts. I like what they did on the boot last week. They have to continue to do that to move this defense around. He all in. I'm taking the Chargers. They're at home. And, and, and I believe that they're going to put multiple what? times. What? The, Chiefs. the Chiefs. You're, Chiefs. you're confused. They're the Chiefs. Multiple, I just heard your soliloquy. Um, put multiple tight ends on the field and run their gap scheme. I can't imagine the Chargers are going to come down and play single high coverage. They're going to force the run game to beat them. I think it's low scoring, but the Chiefs win at home. Kansas City, man. Kansas City will win the game. It's over 31-23. Okay, well, there you go, Key. Um, I'm also going with Kansas City, and Michelle Steele started our show off with a report saying that they've been focused on this game in the offseason for extra time. That makes me think they've got some little tricks up their sleeve, which with Patrick Mahomes, tricks up his sleeve, that means they're going to win the game. So we got three on the Chiefs. We got one on the Chargers. Guys, this is an Some grown men on that defense for the Chargers. start out week two. What an exciting game, and it all caps off with Monday Night Football. Of course, on Monday, we've got a doubleheader for you on ESPN and ABC. See if you can hit Marcus. Marcus, catch this one. Oh, never mind. Run the damn ball. Catch the dang ball. We'll see you tomorrow on NFL Live. Body snatcher. Didn't use my hand.